Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first time, second chances, things that scare the crap out of me and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the behind the scenes of writing and the business side of it. And before we get started today, a small message from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is Thursday, December 2nd, and I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I took a break. There was no episode last week, and we ate delicious food. We had a very small gathering, just two people from outside our household, but It was, it was great to catch up. It was great to see them. It was just, it was just a lot of fun. So after Thanksgiving on Monday, I started going back into work with cyber deals like Cyber Monday. I had a couple of deals on my books that I did with Kindle, with KDP Select. You know, some of my books are in Kindle Unlimited in English. And so I, basically did a promo just by using the promo days of KDP Select. And it worked pretty well. I did not do any advertisement. Uh, as I've mentioned, I've been trying to reevaluate my budget um, because of some of the translation for The Leftover Bride in French. And so for that one, I just emailed my newsletter. I got a lot of clicks on books that I thought my newsletter already was aware, for example, was perma-free. I have a summer like no other who's always free. And I've mentioned it in that newsletter. And I had quite a few people clicking on that link as well. And the read-through for that book is very high. So, so yeah, it was exciting to see that just by putting something on my blog and on sharing with my newsletter, I got some traction. And right now, when it comes to my sales, I'm gaining quite a bit of traction on books that I'm not advertising at all. They are the bilingual books and it's in Germany. So I had a lot of sales on Monday and Tuesday and today's going pretty well as well when it comes to my bilingual books. I think I've mentioned before that I want to switch up my bilingual books to have them so that the editor and the author is duo bilang so that I can create like an Amazon page for it. I can have like maybe people following it. I'm thinking whether or not I should have a newsletter so people can be aware of when I'm publishing a new book in the language combination that they like to have or they like to read. So I'm thinking about all of this, but this is not what I'm focusing on at the moment. I'm currently focusing on getting everything ready for the publication of the French version of The Leftover Bride called La Fiancée sur la Touche, and that includes finalizing the updating of a Summer Like No Other in French and Always Second Best in French. I've put now a Summer Like No Other in French perma-free, meaning that it's zero dollars on all e-retailers. Amazon has price-matched without me asking for it. Sometimes you have to ask Amazon to price-match the 
fact that it's free or that you've changed the price somewhere else and Amazon has not changed the price yet, they can of course say no, but usually because the price is lower, they want to make sure, I think, that they offer the same, you know, low price to everybody, to every reader. So on the Amazon France marketplace, it updated without me doing anything. Same in Germany and other countries. For the US, which I still want to have free as well, because I do have French-speaking readers in the US, I contacted them by going through the help button on the KDP, like the help section in the KDP dashboard. So in the Kindle Direct Publishing dashboard, there is a help on the top right. And then if you scroll down to the left, there is contact us. And when you contact them, they have a menu which you can choose. One of them is pricing and price matching. And they basically tell you in the body of the email already what they want to have from you, what information they want to have from you. And the information they want to have if you're not aware of the process is just competitors' links showing the price that you're requesting and then the asset number and then the marketplace that you want the price match to happen at. And so I've done that and... As I've mentioned, I've also updated the back end of both books. And what was the most important part for those books is the newsletter link. And so it's for people to sign up to my newsletter so that that can then advertise to them the leftover bride in French as, as well. I will let you know how it works. I've just uploaded the new version. I've also changed the cover and the cover is not fully like different. It's just the brightness is different of the cover. It's brighter and I think it pops out more. It's also more resembling the paperback version because for those two books, I do not have the paperback version of those, um, of those stories. I still have the paperback rights are still with my French publisher. So I have the rights to the ebook. And so this is what I've updated. And I'm crossing my fingers that might also help the sales of the paperbacks because sometimes when one book rises into the rank of the free Kindle, it somehow starts also. At least it does it for a summer like no other. It gets me more paperbacks, copies sold. The price is, however, very different because I'm not responsible for, like, I don't have control over the pricing of the paperback. But yeah, we'll we'll see how that works. If I also get new downloads and an uptick in downloads of a summer like no other on all platforms and see what the read-through is. The read-through has been very good in French as well. So crossing my fingers, it's still the case. And that it helps me grow my newsletter in French. I've also started to look about where I need to add my book so that French readers are aware about The Leftover Bride in French. So it's already on Goodreads. It's already on a website that's called Booknod in French. And it's not yet on two other websites that's called Babelio and Livradict. So I need to create accounts and add my books there as well, just so that people are aware it might help depending on the category. It might also help um, readers discover it. This is something that will cost me time, but will not add on, um, like would not add anything to my budget for this particular book. So I think it's worth doing that extra step 
to try to see if I can reach out even more readers in France that way. And it is very exciting because I have a lot of pre-orders. So it's also very nerve-wracking because I want to make sure I have everything really, ready to go because I have quite a few pre-orders. I have right now about 116 pre-orders for that book, which again, some other authors or people may think this is really not a lot. And some other authors and people may think like, wow, this is a whole lot. And I know that basically with 116 pre-orders right now, I think I'm going to reach 200 before uh, December 16th, is that it's much better than my English books. For The Leftover Bride, it was less than 80 pre-orders. And I'm pretty sure again for this, for the French translation, I'm going to reach about 200 pre-orders. And so... It may not be a lot for some, but it is a lot for me right now. And it's not the most that I've had. Um, the most that I've had in terms of pre-orders was the Love in B minor had the most pre-order in French. But those are books that then afterwards, you know, keep on selling even after it's released. So it's not all in all like, oh, this is just a pre-order. And I haven't been running an ad on this book in quite a long time. So I, when I did run an ad, the cost per click was very low. So that's, you know, something that I'm keeping in mind because I'm going to be running another ad at the beginning of next week where I will add also the three first chapter because that had worked very well for Fiammi Fiammi Not in French. I had the three first chapters and I got a lot of pre-orders from that particular ad because people really liked the first three chapters and they wanted to keep on reading. And so I got more pre-orders. For that particular one, I am not going to have them sign up for my newsletter with that because this is not the aim of that particular ad. It will not be to gain newsletter subscribers it will be to gain new readers. I will add my newsletter as like a possibility for people to like sign up to get, um, to get bonus scenes after the book is released so that I may get more people signing up to my newsletter in French. But this is not the aim with this ad. This aim would be to have people read the first three chapters, crossing their fingers, they enjoy it, and then pre-order the Kindle book. So this is, I'm also setting up, like I'm formatting everything with the chapter heading. I'm asking questions to my translator because I had like a few sentences where I'm kind of like, they're good, but could they be even better? So I'm, I'm going back and forth with her on like a few sentences that are the sentences, you know, at the end of chapters that need to propel the reader to continue reading. You know, having those sentences at the end of the chapters are... I find very important to create this I want to keep reading feeling in the reader. I know I love that as a reader and I've had I've had the wife of one of my cousins tell me one day and that was one of the biggest compliments I've received because she's like oh yeah you know you do the end of your chapters so well that I want to keep on reading like I just don't want to put the book down and I was so happy when I said it was and it was a great, like a wonderful compliment to hear. And the reason why I'm saying it was such a wonderful compliment is because there is a lot of work behind that, like behind those chapter endings. This is something that I've learned in Margie Lawson's classes. 
This is something that I've read in other books, you know, create the hook at the end of your chapters. Keep the people wanting to read, have a punch sentence, like a punchline where people are like, what's, what's happening? Um, or I want to know, you know, it's not necessarily about an action. It can be about a feeling. So it's just very rewarding and also just makes me very happy when I read or when I hear that my chapter endings are really working the way I want them to work and the way I intended them to work and the way I drafted them and then revised them and then revised them again and maybe feeling like, oh yeah, the amount of time I spent on those few sentences was really worth it. And it comes more and more naturally, right? That's also something that I'm learning in my craft is that there are things that I have learned in the past that then come more naturally to me. So the things that I'm saying, you know, took me a lot of time before, like to make sure that I had those chapter endings that were sentences that propelled the reader to keep reading. Well, now it comes more easily to me on some chapters <laughs> where I know this is how I want my chapter to end. I know what effect I want to hopefully create and yeah so it's very interesting to me to see all those time that I've spent learning and continuing to learn the writing craft is definitely something that I build on so the more I learn it's like a building block and the more I learn and the higher my building blocks are and now I just picture picture Jenga in my head and I'm like oh I hope it's not gonna all fall apart <laughs> anyhow this is something the main character in The Leftover Bride, Sorka, might actually say. And if you read the book, then you know why. Oh, and another quick thing before I stop for the day is that I got myself the software Plotter, P-L-O-T-T-R, during Black Friday. And I think I paid $20 for the year. And I am going to try it out. I will let you know how it works for me. I looked at the Novel Factory too, which is another one which has... What I really like about the Novel Factory, I'm doing the free trial now. It's like for plotting. So it's both for plotting your books and outlining. What I really like about the Novel Factory was that it had like a lot of character cards and like questions. And so you can dig deeper into your characters. But it was too cumbersome for me. Um, I'm still learning also with Scrivener how to best organize myself with Scrivener. So Plotter, you can also upload it. Once you've done it, you can also upload it in Scrivener from what I could read. Um, so this is, it's more visual, I find, that Scrivener. It's less, it's less convoluted. I haven't used it yet. I played around with it but I haven't really sat down and tried to outline because I'm busy preparing for the release of the French um, version of The Leftover Bride. But I'm very excited about it. This is it for today. If you have any questions, as always, don't hesitate to send me an email at authorelodinovodatsky at gmail.com. Novodatsky is N-O-W-O-D-S-D-O-G-A-Z-K-I-J. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you rate, review, share it with your friends. It helps new listeners find it. If you rate it, if you rate it and review it. And for all the writers out there who may or may not have completed NaNoWriMo, happy writing and or revising. 
And for everybody out there, happy, happy reading.